Have you heard of Anchor? It's free and it's so easy. If I can figure it out, pretty much anyone can. Create your own podcast from your phone or any device and they will distribute it across Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms on your behalf without you having to do a thing. You can also make money without any minimum listenership or any required audience. Anchor is super easy to use, and all you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. Start your own podcast today. You're listening to Your Highness Podcast with Diana Crash, founder of Good Vibes Marketing. Good Vibes Marketing provides organic content and marketing solutions to the cannabis space. Welcome to Your Highness Podcast. I'm your host, Diana Crash. And today I'm joined by my occasional co-host. <laughs> occasional. Morgan. Yeah, she's my occasional co-host. I'm just going to, I'm making a new name for it. <laughs> I just look cheap. <laughs> anyway, Morgan is amazing and she is the founder of High Society Hair Care. Uh, which That's is right. getting glowing reviews left and right, which is obviously no surprise, but um, I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan it's, of you. It's wonderfully natural. Yeah. Oh, me too, sister. Me too. Likewise. I mean, and Morgan. I mean, a fan of yours. Right. Well, you should be a fan of yourself <laughs> as well. I try. I try. <laughs> yeah. but, you know. I mean, Morgan's a pretty big she's deal confident. in this uh, industry. If you don't know about her, you should check her out because she's been supporting women in this space since the beginning. Um, since the beginning of time. <laughs> I'm kidding. He's not even close to being that old, but she's uh, one of the ones that has been on the front of the lines and a true pioneer. So um, I'm just so honored to have you in my presence once again. And please come. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Uh, come back anytime. Bye. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Where are we going with this? Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Getting focused again. I swear this Friday the 13th has really knocked me for a loop. I, it's like a delayed reaction. Um, I know. It's a full moon. It's pulling and it's weighting us down. Yeah. It's like we got to smoke some more yeah. pot. We got to elevate the conversation. We do. So let's do that. Let's bring it let's around. Let's do that by keeping it positive. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start off with... My fave pot, not pot, uh, which is a recurring segment that we start off with. Trying to start off on a good note. So my fave pot item, um, I was sent some CBD oil from Frog Song Farms. And if you listen to this mm. show um, or if you've listened to it for a while, then you might know or you might have listened to the interview with Becca Recker in an earlier season. Um, she's their marketing director, I believe. Um, anyway, she sent me some CBD oil to try out and I am using the CBD tincture drops plus, and I'll have the link in the recap, but it is their strongest organic olive oil based tincture. And, um, you use it under your tongue and I, it, oh, I guess you can use it as a massage oil as well. So, but, um, I used it a couple times a day Ooh. and it's, it's really nice. It has a really nice clean flavor and um, 
react I, I felt it pretty quickly, you know, and it's been helping with a lot of my headache problems and a lot of my issues. I have a lot of issues. It's helping with <laughs> Does it help yeah, with all of your that would take like but, uh, way more tinctures. But um <laughs> uh. like it takes a lot of tinctures. Uh, anyway. Uh, well, my favorite hot item is a called a steamroller pipe. Have you seen these? Those big fat no. steamrollers? They're huge. They're heavy duty. They're come. Well, mine is about a foot long, and it's uh, whoa. An ab- yeah, you smoke marijuana out of the. Uh, it's just a pipe, but it's heavy duty. It's thick, and it's mm, it smokes pure. It's not like a a bong it doesn't have doesn't hold water but i'll post a picture so you can see it and it nice. serves as a weapon if it should you need it for any Ooh, reason but i, I like that and it's dishwasher safe put wow. it in the dishwasher it scrubs down no fuss no mess. it's beautiful heavy duty and you can't find them very often no so i haven't even heard of them i love how these pieces now are like dishwasher safe that's that's pretty awesome <laughs> i don't, don't need it don't need the work so my fave not pot item, um, it's not brand new. It came out in the beginning of August, but the Slater Slater Kinney album, the latest Slater Kinney. Um, yeah, yeah, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> Isn't it? I mean, really? it's probably their best album. I am just like obsessed with it. I can't stop listening to it. Every song has like a catchiness to it and it's just such a unique they always have had a unique sound in my opinion but this is really they went all out with this album no kidding oh they talk about them here in seattle all the time there's a street there's a uh, road exit right here in olympia yeah Yeah, you should come visit them oh Mm -hmm. are they might even be i think yeah well carrie is i know carrie brownstein but I don't know about the other, I think the other members are, yeah, I think they're all from, I read her book, I should remember, but I think they're pretty much all from Washington, yeah. So, yeah, check it out. It's a good workout (laughs) album as well. Uh, My favorite non-pot this week has been learning to invest wisely. You know, it's just been so crazy with the stock market, trying to figure out where to put money. You know, I really want to be smart with uh, the sales of high society products mm-hmm. and what am I going to do, you know, trying to figure out, am I going to bootstrap the company? Do I go out and raise some more money? And if so, where? And, you know, it's just so much to mm-hmm. learn because I've never really done this before. You know, trying to figure out every night you go to bed with a new question about what I'm going to do. And then personally, financially, I'm not paying myself yet. I, I, you know, there's, we're still putting all the money into product development and into marketing Mm -hmm. the product. So, you know, it's, I'm just learning everything I possibly can and trying to squirrel away whatever we could probably, you know, we could ever use for the future because who knows what we're going to have in the future. I feel so uncertain about, you know, what the market's going to do. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's to... a garbage fire right now. It's <laughs> what like, do what do? do you do? It's <laughs> it's terrifying. And I can't even imagine having to deal with all of that stress. Oof. I've never had to really deal mm-hmm. with that side mm-hmm. of things. So I don't even, I can't even imagine. It's very, very high, high anxiety, but it could be good too. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be really good in the long run. <laughs> You're going to learn a lot from this. Yeah. And, and you'll reflect back and say, wow, oh, gosh, it's amazing. Right. 
Yeah, it, it's it's always good to learn. Yeah, right. It's to learn. That's that's what mm-hmm. I always say. That's right. Keep you young. <laughs> keep you. Keeps you alive. It keeps your brain going. Keeps you alive. <laughs> yes. Uh, so there's a lot going on right now. I mean, like you just you're talking about, you have all of these things you're learning and and um, you've been participating in. So let's talk about some of this stuff, Morgan. What's going on with you? Oh, let's see. So this morning I was invited to a photo shoot with Northwest Leak Magazine. Have you heard of them? No. You I mean, I've them, heard of them, you? but I haven't read it yet. I think, is it print oh magazine? Oh, my God. It's a print magazine. They've been around here in the Northwest since the beginning of time because they support medical uh, mm-hmm. cannabis, and they've been on the forefront. Wes Abney, the publisher, uh, he's been grassroots for the patients, about the patients since the days mm-hmm. of medical. Um, they're here in Washington, Oregon, Alaska. They are now where you are out there mm. in Maryland. So you should check out your dispensaries out there and see um, you'll be seeing their upcoming issue on hemp. And when you see that upcoming issue, you will find High Society Hair Care along with Bomb and Loud and our other upcoming products. There's um, Scalp Mm -hmm. Detox is called Dank. We have a couple um, men's foaming beard wash and a beard Mm. balm that you're going to love. All of the CBD, hemp infused, wonderful CBD. Um, and so you'll see that in the Northwest Leaf magazine that's coming out. And they're also going to be in Maryland, mm. I heard. So they are wonderful patient nice. advocates. So um, I'm so glad that you and I will be able to re- read the same publications on different <laughs> coasts. So <laughs> I know. I love all of these print Isn't magazines that, that I've been seeing in the dispensaries. <laughs> I, I really do. I think that they're really great resources that like people need to tap into. Uh, because they're, I've I've learned a lot yeah. just from the the couple that I pulled from the last visit, um, and I even got some leads for myself, you know. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. And Daniel Berman, who did all the photos, he's uh, he does Berman photography. You should check him out because he's amazing. You know, he's been again on the forefront of medical here in Washington since nice. the early days, just capturing it all. I mean, these are you know these are historical right. times. You know, it's like capturing it all is yeah. so important and as all of all of the other states in the united states starts to you know to get it and, and mm-hmm. come along we you know we really do need it all to be captured and so that we can yeah. say, look where we were and look at all the people who did all the work yeah and speaking of that let's talk about what the cannabis alliance which you're a board member of um what they just did recently the Cannabis Alliance uh, took a few of its members down to Olympia and testified at the Housing, uh, Commerce, and Gaming Committee on mm-hmm. some of the issues that were important to our members because that's what uh, an alliance of members does. It advocates right. on behalf of their members, right? Isn't that why you join? Right. Um, uh, you know, you join, um, which yeah. is totally affordable, and you come on in and we uh, testified on issues that were really important here in Washington state. Traceability is one, you know, it's just been so hard. The the regulations and things that they have our growers and producers and retailers jump through is just unbelievable. Uh, Issues on consumption have been Mm -hmm. um, pesticide testing and what's in it and all that kind of stuff has been a concern. And as well as taxation, excise tax and all that kind of stuff um, for, for everybody involved on all the levels. So I was so proud to see that the Alliance stood up and, you know, did the right thing down in Olympia. You know, I mean, that's what, Mm -hmm. that's what it takes 
Mm -hmm. It takes everybody coming together to do it. So good for them. Yeah. You know, if you want to get involved, I encourage you to just find a group and start doing it. You know, if you want to work, work. If you want to volunteer, volunteer. There's plenty of places for people to join in. Right. I know. Mm -hmm. It's like, where do you start? (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of overwhelming sometimes. Like, wow, there's a lot. There's a lot, a lot to work Um, out still. Yeah. You just find somebody who has the same interest, you know, right. get two, two, get four, go to a coffee house and start the conversation. And yeah. then it just starts to snowball. I mean, that right? sounds great. <laughs> you can do it. You can do it. Here we are 10 years later. I Is that how long it's been since the cannabis since they started? I started. I, wow. I said, well, since I started, I started growing cannabis 10 years ago. You know, mm-hmm. I was thinking, wow, is it really 2019? It's almost 2020. Wow. I started back in 2009. Wow. You know, I'm like, wow, we've really, we've come a long way, but we haven't, we're still not all the way. You know, no. we're still not completely free. We still have so much work to do. Yes. And, you know, like, man, I thought we'd be a lot farther by now. Same here. And I would uh, have really appreciated the mentioning cannabis at the Democratic debates the other night. Uh, Still no conversation. How are we really having conversation about climate change and, um, you know, criminal justice reform and um, education even? I think all of these things are affected by cannabis because if we're putting the extra money into education, you know, like some Mm -hmm. states have, (laughs) these are all things. I feel like it would monumentally change every level of politics if we really addressed it properly. Right. So, and, you know, maybe the easier conversation for them would be hemp, you know, yeah. that they still don't, they still don't understand, you no. know, I'm like, you know, just the education that still needs to be had is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And just think about all the hemp and cannabis plants that we could, well, you know, we all know cannabis plant is, is the plant. Right. But if we all just planted it, start reversing some of the greenhouse effects and just be in a totally different world yeah all the poor the poor um what are all the forests that are burning down amazon yes hello mm-hmm. hello i know unbelievable i know i just read a report um recently about um how how the legalization of cannabis would impact um uh, basically how it would impact climate the climate, you know, and climate change and kind of reverse the damage. And it's like, why aren't we having this conversation more frequently? Yes. Um, Right. I mean, it's great to have events and everything and and education is out there, but like, let's make sure we constantly have that in the mix. I feel that needs to be a discussion that we're always having. Um, And and, I mean, part of that is understanding what the whole plant is responsible for and, and possible what the possibilities are when you use the whole plant. So I was just going to add one of the other great things about here in Washington state is that you may have heard that Jay Inslee was running for president mm-hmm. here in Washington yeah. state. He was running on climate change, right? right? He knows about cannabis. Mm-hmm. He knows. And Bob Ferguson, our attorney general, he's also very familiar with cannabis. And so I think that's also behooves us all as, you know, constituents to make sure that that even, you know, not just our legislators, but, you know, governors mm-hmm. and beyond know exactly what the plant can do, not just, you know, to, you know, free people in jail, but to also, you know, 
right. save the planet. Yeah. It's Plant like them. medically, I mean, you know, I, you know obviously, I, I, I sound probably super, like, impatient, but <laughs> it kind of bothers me when um, people, when, when politicians say things like, well, so-and-so really needed it for this, as using an example as to why they changed their mind on, on cannabis, you know? It's always a, a drastic medical situation. And it's like, right, okay, haven't we gone beyond that though? Don't we know that already? We've we've already identified it has medical benefit, right? Like thousands of right. years ago. Yes. Let's talk exactly. about the very urgent nature <laughs> nature of nature, right? Right. <laughs> Come on. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like that's a very <laughs> urgent matter, people. <laughs> exactly. How about we save the planet, yeah. save the animals, yeah, the save humans, the plants, everybody, save the orcas, <laughs> save the whales. Yeah. Hello. Oh my God. And so what does he do? So what does he do? He rolls back oh, environmental protection. Yeah. Oh my God. I know. Oh my God. I know. Dude. I know. Dude. My head's exploding Dude. like every day, but it's just, you know, it's like, come on <laughs> now. We, the only way we can fight this is aggressively going after legalization and not just like, yeah, let's all get high. Like, no, let's all save the world. Let's save the world. <laughs> save the planet. That's you know? right. Um, it can happen. That's right. It can really happen. <laughs> We have so we have to smoke and get smart. So yeah, and one of those ways is listening to other podcasts because obviously I'm not that informative, but uh, <laughs> there there's so much <laughs> no, out there, and I are. do like to um, draw attention to other cannabis related podcasts. And it's been a minute since I did that, so uh, Morgan, you're going to talk about one because I haven't heard this one yet. But oh. Leaf Life podcast. Uh, so Wes Abney and uh, Ricker is a DJ from Seattle. They have a podcast that's been out a little while and they highlight patients of cannabis. Um, really great guys. They mm -hmm. are pretty spectacular. They interviewed my partner, Michael Gutson, who is the fabulous mm -hmm. designer behind the High Society brand. Nice. He's just, he's just amazing. Um, so you can check out his podcast that they did on him. I believe on our high society Facebook page, but yeah, they're pretty important guys. I mean, I'm really impressed with the, what they pulled together. Mm -hmm. um, shout out to those guys. I've heard about it. I haven't listened to them yet, but I, I have heard about it a lot. I mean, he, that, that, that uh, title has been popping up quite frequently. So I'm going to put that on my list of, of uh, podcasts too. Yeah. Leap life podcast right here. So yeah, that was just basically a little roundup of what's going on in Washington and, and in the cannabis space. Um, I think Washington's an important kind of uh, template for the rest of us in some ways, but some people would disagree. I don't know. It's always interesting to just keep your tabs on all the states, right? See what's going yes, on all around absolutely. if you can, <laughs> if you have the time. Can you feel my hands reaching over to you here from Seattle all the way across the United States? <laughs> here we are reaching over to you. <laughs> I, I wish I just had like the physical, I just like take a plane there. That would be a lot better. You know, I'm feeling it, but I want to feel it in real life. I want to be over there with you right now. I know. We, I know we've never met. We've been doing this for what, three years? Uh, like two years, yeah. It might feel like longer because yeah, I'm a bit much sometimes. <laughs> well, maybe it's better this way. We'll just keep. <laughs> yeah, we might not like each other if we meet in real life. <laughs> exactly. We'll just keep it this way. <laughs> I'm I'm hideous. I'm a <laughs> Don't. 
<laughs> well, I give looks that are withering in real life, apparently. So I don't mean to. Who knows? You might be like this bitch, you know. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like a couple that never meets and they meet yeah. for the first time, like 90 right. day fiance. Like, uh, and then it's like, oh, <laughs> wow, you really photoshopped your picture. It. And the sex isn't good. <laughs> anyway <laughs> we're getting distracted as per usual and uh yeah have a great day and thank you for listening and thank you for joining us um so before we go quickly where can people find high society hair care morgan high society haircare.com also on facebook instagram and twitter awesome all right until next time Bye. Bye. Next up is our segment, Beauty with Barb, featuring our resident licensed esthetician who explores all things hemp and beauty related. Welcome back, friends, to another review for Beauty with Barb. I'm going to be reviewing products from Frog Song Farm. I have two products here, the CBD Aloe Gel Body Balm Ultra and the CBD Topical Salve Rub It. Starting off with their aloe gel, when we think of aloe, there's a common misconception that it's supposed to be green and it's supposed to smell really good. People also associate it with just sunburn. To add to that, aloe is extremely cooling for the body and this product can be used for sunburn. It does not have to be green to work. Actually, you don't want your aloe to be green. No added dyes or perfumes are two benefits from this company with their ingredients. Those two things alone do nothing for your skin. They are just there for aesthetic reasons. Anyway, this product left me no residue, works on contact, and with 500 milligrams of CBD, a little bit goes a long way. Not to mention the many added benefits of CBD that it does for the rest of the body. Moving over to the salve, this product has a thicker consistency, which I personally prefer. I have very dry skin. CBD is my secret weapon as the weather changes to colder times. As this product is also great for overnight pain, I like to put it on my lower back right before my time of the month to prevent any wake up with cramps type of night. Um, let's talk about the ingredients actually that's in the rub it. Get it, rub it, rib it, I love it. <laughs> so we have shea nut oil, coconut oil, argan oil, sweet almond, beeswax, and essential oils. So the essential oils is there obviously to make the product smell good in a more natural way. Um, same could be said about the almond oil and the shea, but they use it in such a great way that it's evenly distributed through the whole entire product. Um, I'm really impressed with the packaging. I'm really impressed with the way that each of them feel on my body. I will add that the aloe doesn't leave any residue. I'm not sure if I already mentioned that, but it's great for people who, you know, need something really quick. You're at home, you're at work, you want to rub it on, cover your body back up, wherever it may be, you know, your place that you're putting it on, it might be touching somewhere else. So it's nice to know that the product isn't going to leave a residue that you're going to be left and, you know, ruin your clothes with. So that's great. And a little bit goes a long way for both products. But yeah, that's all I have to say about this product. Go check them out on Instagram and look at their website. They're pretty awesome and they use uh, reusable and recyclable plant-based products so we love that for the environment anyway that wraps up tonight's episode of my reviews if you would like me to review anything please let me know i'm on instagram beauty with barb that's beauty w-t-h barb b-a-r-b 
So yeah, shoot me a message and I will definitely review some more products. Have a great night, guys. Until next time. Our guest today is Whitney Beatty. Whitney is the founder and CEO of Apothecary Brands. Apothecary was created with the idea of elevating both the quality and experience of smoking by developing high-quality organizational systems, accoutrements, and accessories. Apothecary's goal is to develop a high-class, stunning, and technologically advanced product that serves to completely redefine the smoking experience. So, Whitney, what was the impetus behind the creation of the Apothecary case? Oh, that's a... um... Interesting question. So uh, the the real impetus behind the case is that I wanted one. Mm -hmm. Um, So at that point, I um, was consuming cannabis for anxiety. um, And I realized that I had a tendency to, you know, hide all my pieces from myself. So I had you know, uh, cannabis on a top shelf hidden in one corner and a pipe in the other corner and a grinder somewhere and a tray somewhere. Um, and it became a hassle to, to gather all of these things up in order to have um, a smoking session. And at the same time, I realized, you know, if I was having an event or a party or what have you, mm-hmm. um, there's something quite compromised about inviting people to smoke out of your Nike shoebox <laughs> that you keep underneath your bed. Um, that, that, you know, I would not invite people to, you know, to, to drink liquor that I kept in a, you know, <laughs> underneath my bed in a box. Um, <laughs> exactly. That's not a thing. So why, you know, why would I keep, you know, something that I consider to be medicine mm-hmm. and also use in a mindful way in such a, uh, you know, a, a way that was not mindful at all. And at the same time, I also had a child at home. I had a dog at home and it was important for me to make sure that my cannabis was, was kept up and locked up in um, a good condition. Um, and so I started looking around to try to figure out, you know, what, are, how are people storing this? You know, what are they doing? Um, and I realized that there was nothing out there on the market, uh, that filled the, the need that I had. And so I decided to make one. That's amazing. And I love the concept, but also the execution. It's, it's such a sleek, beautiful design. I mean, you have multiple designs, but I just love how it's so thoughtful, everything that you put in there. Um, and since it's so unique, let's talk about some of the challenges you faced when you created this product. Uh, I know every pu- challenge, right? But <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I hit every challenge, you know, branch on the way down the tree. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, so I had a pretty clear idea of what I wanted to do and what functionality I, I wanted. Um, but uh, to be honest, I had not done a physical product before. My background was in the entertainment industry. I was a development executive. So um, I, there were some learning curves. I needed to understand how to do global sourcing. I needed to understand how, you know, supply chain management mm-hmm. worked. Um, and so I realized that in order to do that, I needed to educate myself. And so I started reading and I started learning and I started going to workshops and, and talking to other people who had, uh, successfully done what I was looking to mm-hmm. do. Um, and that ended up being very helpful to me. Um, being able to, you know, to talk to other people. One of the most difficult things as an entrepreneur um, ends up being, you know, uh, n- not the, the the stuff that people can, you know, 
think of as being difficult. It's really trying to figure out who best to, to answer right. your questions. When you're stuck on something, you know, you want to find um, the answer as quickly as and easily as possible. And I've had it both ways. I've had, you know, something that seemed like a relatively simple question that's taken me, you know, two, three weeks of research in order to get an answer mm-hmm. to um and then be, after being able to put some mentors and advisors in my life, being able to get, you know, those difficult answers in a, in a half hour phone right. call um, right. really does make the difference, being able to have access to, to these people. Um, and so that was part of, you know, the work that I needed to do is put a team around me um, that were, you know, uh, willing to answer my questions, um, understood my goals and my abilities, um, and were able to fill in the places um, that I were, was not as uh, right. familiar with. That's so important, especially when you're creating a product, because I haven't created one yet, but I I thought about it with a friend, you know, we, we dabbled for a minute. And you think, you think when you've done marketing <laughs> and all of this, and like you said, in production, and you know how to tell a story, you think that's pretty much it. And then you realize, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I need to know who's going to make this plastic and who's going to do this. And you're like, wait a minute. Whoa. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, those are the difficult things because that, you know, that's my background. I knew that I knew branding. I knew marketing. Mm-hmm. I knew the demographic that I was talking to. I developed shows for them before. I knew the aesthetic that right. I wanted. Um, so those things were easy. How to um, execute that becomes the difficult right. part. Um, and understanding that, you know, it's okay to ask questions. People believe that, you know, CEOs are supposed to know everything. That is not the case. I do not know everything. I'm very willing to admit that. My job is to build a team around me who can who can make up for the places that I have right. a shortfall at. And that makes you a better CEO because you know that, you know, you're willing to be humble and ask for help and, and see how, you know, other people fit the puzzle better, you know? Absolutely. That's the job. Absolutely. So in what ways has the cannabis space changed since you began your business? Oh my gosh. In every way. Um, <laughs> it's, it's so funny because in the cannabis industry, you know, a year is a lifetime. So I started my company in 2015 and now we're sitting in 2019. Um, and the industry really has changed in dramatic fashion. I mean, when I first started my company, people, you know, were basically call, calling me crazy. Um, you know, at that time there was not a high end market in cannabis. Um, and my cases are high end. Um, you know, they're, they're luxury branded, uh, cases. Uh, so people are like, nobody, you know, who is in the luxury market uses cannabis. You're crazy. No one wants to pay a luxury price point. No one cares about good craftsmanship. Mm-hmm. You know, you should make something, you know, that's cheap and made of bamboo. Um, you know, and to now where there is a definite luxury line of, you know, in cannabis across the board, whether you're looking at, you know, Devonse edibles or, um, you know, high end um, uh, machinery, you you know, people are spending a lot of money on a volcano or packs. Yeah, we have this, um, we just had someone on Carol Shoshana who makes luxury jewelry, uh, cannabis related jewelry for Barney's. Absolutely. Barney's. I mean, and, and it's huge. I mean, Barney's has their right. own, you know, cannabis yeah. um, store in off. So it really shows that, you know, whereas we before they were saying that this is never going to exist. Now we've got, you know, mainstream realtor uh, retailers who are rushing into the space because they see the opportunity. And at the same time, you know, um, you also see differences in other places in the market. You know, four or five years ago, um, you saw a lot more high-dose edibles. 
Um, and now you see the rise of microdosing really across the board, uh, which is, you know, for me is great. I have no need to sit down and eat a hundred milligram chocolate bar. That's not a thing. I have no need to be that hot. I'm like, come on. Um, so to see the rise of mints that are, you know, 2.5 milligrams and candies that are one milligram, two milligrams, five milligrams, and really allows you to tailor your um, your experience um, a lot better. I think that not only does that speak well for you know, having variety in this space, but it really speaks well to the the new consumer, right. the consumer who's coming into this space who may not have any cannabis experience or the majority of their cannabis experience happened 20, 30, 40 years ago, um, and who needs some, you know, some help and assistance in being able to figure out what works right. for them. You know, if this was the end of prohibition and, you know, people were, you know, uh, starting to sling vodka, you need to have a conversation about, do I need this shot glass of vodka or do I need to drink a half a gallon? I think that was the other thing I was going to say. Your storage speaks to another need that is desperate. And, and I just remember when I first became aware of you, it was like around 2016, and I'm thinking, about how much it has changed just since then in the regard that people are a lot more focused on responsible use, which is good because if we want people to take this industry seriously, we need to have options like you are giving them with, you know, a nice area that's locked, you know, it's child safe, it's pet safe, it's, you know, human safe, <laughs> adult safe. A couple more times than we meant to that day, because, you know, you have to think about it a little bit more. <laughs> it's, it's more, uh -huh. exactly. you know, it's a better way to keep track of your medicating. Um, and I think that, you know, that's really important right now. Uh, I think that it should be the focus. It's an investment, really, you know, beyond luxury. I think it's an investment. That's how we like to think of it. I think that it's important that people use mindfully, uh, you know, and in the same way, you know, people keep wine in wine fridges because they care about, you know, uh, that bottle of wine and how it's aged and how it's, you know, how it's kept. Uh, they keep cigars in humidors because, you know, they know that it needs humidity and it affects the way that your consumption mm -hmm. goes. Um, and it's the same thing in cannabis, but we don't have, uh, you know, enough conversation right. about that. I think it's important that not only do you have something where you can consume mindfully, you can get you know, the plastics out, um, you know, put things in glass jars, have things, um, you know, in, in good packaging. Right. Um, but you're also making sure that, you know, your cannabis is kept in humidity and make sure those, those trichomes aren't falling off. Trichomes are where you're getting that euphoric high from. And when they fall off, you're diminishing the medical benefits and also the quality of that smoking right. experience. Um, but it's also, I think, you know, for me, um, it's just a better experience for me to be able to sit down and open a case than for me to, you know, go into a plastic mm -hmm. baggie um, and get something that I consider to right. be medication. Um, you know, I don't carry around any of my other medications in a plastic baggie. That's just not, um, you know, it, it's not a thing. And so I right. think that uh, being able to have a, a cannabis experience um, that is, you know, curated in that way uh, does make the difference. And you just spoke to this but let's talk about it a little bit more. Uh, why is it so important to use humidity jars for cannabis storage? So, um, yeah, cannabis is a plant, right? And as such, it has to be kept in a humidity-controlled environment. If it doesn't, it's going to uh, either dry up, mm -hmm. uh, which is what I was talking about with those trichomes falling off, um, or you're going to see on the other side of that mold. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and so people have asked me a lot, you know, why can't I just put this cannabis in my cigar humidor? Well, cigar humidors are set to have more humidity than cannabis needs, and that's going to encourage mm-hmm. mold. Um, and you don't want your plant to dry up because if you're spending good money on, you know, high quality cannabis, but you're keeping it uh, without humidity, those trichomes that you spent all that money for are going to fall off. They're going to be at the bottom of your baggie, the bottom of that, you know, plastic jar. Um, and you're not going to be consuming them, which means you should have just, you know, bought the crappy right. weed. It's <laughs> cheaper. <laughs> um, so it's, you know, it's important that you're keeping uh, plant in its best conditions. And it's also useful because uh, when you receive plant a lot of times at a dispensary or what have you, you don't know how it's been kept. You don't know how long it's been since it, um, since it, uh, it was last in humidity. And sometimes you get plant that is drier. Mm-hmm. And if you smoke stuff that is dry, you can usually tell that it's going to have a harsher smoke. You're going to have more coughing. And a lot of times people want to, um, you know, say, oh, I'm coughing because it was a good right. hit. A lot of times you're coughing because it was a rough uh-huh. hit because the plant is um, unduly dry. Yeah. So the best thing that you can do um, to to ensure a good smoking experience is to make sure that you are keeping that plant in humidity. Mm-hmm. And even those humidity um, packs or the freshness packs that come in, um, some of them now, not all of them, but when you get it from the dispensary, I think that makes a huge mm-hmm. difference. So It does. It definitely does. So um, switching gears a little bit, um, do you have any advice for women who are just beginning a career in cannabis? And would you like to speak specifically to women in color, women of color? Oh, um, well, yes, absolutely. Um, you know, for women in general, I would say welcome, come, come, come. Uh, you know, there is a lot of opportunity in the cannabis space. And I tell people all the time, um, you know, it's, I think that people have this idea that, you know, if you're going to work in cannabis, you're growing cannabis. And that's not the case. There are so many opportunities in the cannabis um, ecosystem. Um, so come to this space, bring the skill set that you already have from another industry. If you're an accountant, if you're a a lawyer, if you're a nurse, if you're a graphic designer, if you're an influencer, if you're a security tech, if you're a a software tech, if you built point of sale systems, RFID tracking, whatever that is, come bring that skill set to this industry. We have needs in Mm -hmm. this space. I think it's important that you, you know, talk to as many entrepreneurs that you can so you can see where the pain points are. This industry, um, it's you know uh, it's slated to be uh, somewhere between forty and sixty billion dollars um, by I think it's twenty twenty five now. So there is a ton of you know activity in the space and lower barriers to entry. We don't have as many legacy long term companies around, so you have great opportunity. I you know uh, one of the hard parts of this space is you know obviously financing being able to um, get the money together in order to build what you want to build. And it's a particularly of concern in this space because we can't go to a you know traditional bank and say, hey, Bank of America, give me this loan for my cannabis facing business. Uh, they won't do it. Um, you're not no. going to find bank loans. So we have to be able to um, you know, pitch to VCs, pitch to angel investors. And that has been historically hard for women-led companies. Women-led companies over the last five years have received 2% of VC dollars, um, which is abysmal. Um, so come in, do your research, know your space, 
um, as much work as you possibly can so you can answer those questions from those investors, from those VCs, um, and put yourself in the best position for success. One of the exciting things about the cannabis space was the idea that there were more female CEOs in this industry than any other. Um, and two, three years ago, it was about 38% of uh, cannabis-facing business had female CEOs. That number has dropped significantly. It's, you know, I think it's closer to 23% now, and it's continuing to go down. And that's because um, a lot of those women-led businesses aren't getting the funding in order to compete with um, some of these uh, male-led businesses. Um, and, and that becomes difficult. And as women of color, this becomes an even bigger issue. Um, whereas women are getting 2% of VC dollars, women of color are getting 0.0006% of the VC dollars. Less than 34 women of color have ever, or black women, um, I should say, less than 34 black women have ever raised over a million dollars of VC funds. 34. It's absolutely patently absurd. Um, so those numbers aren't great, um, but it's still important that we're here um, and that we're represented in this space, uh, in particular because communities of color have been disproportionately disenfranchised by a war on drugs for years. Um, you know, we paid the price in our communities, and now this is turning into an industry worth billions, and we are not participating. Um, and, and that's very difficult. And for me, uh, one of the ways that I try to combat that is through advocacy work. Um, mm -hmm. I'm a board member of Supernova Women. Supernova was founded in 2015 in order to help uh, advocate and educate um, and support women of color in the cannabis space. Um, it is, you know, I think very important work. The organization before I joined, um, you know, had worked with Oakland on their equity program. It's advocated for um, equity in San Francisco. Um, it's advocated for equity on a, a federal basis. Um, I think that that work continues to be very important. Social equity um, uh, as a primer is the um, idea that, you know, a, that these communities have been disproportionately disenfranchised and thus deserves some prioritization in legalization and licensing. Um, and there are programs across the country um, that have, you know, put this concept into place in Oakland, in San Francisco, in Los Angeles. Every area has their own program that they design themselves, um, but uh, it allows uh, for people of color to have um, some prioritization and being able to get these licenses and be able to participate in the, the industry. Unfortunately, um, one of the things that still becomes difficult is that funding, is that financing. Um, you know, it's nice to have, uh, you know, be able to jump a place in line um, in order to get that license in hand, but you still have to have the money to open, you know, your dispensary or to open your grow or to start your distribution services. Um, and so there's still work left to be done there. So if there's anyone listening that has resources, uh, financial or otherwise, and they're looking for a way to actively try to, you know, give back to the community, how can they connect with Supernova? Please come check us out. Supernova um, has a website, www.supernovawomen.com. Mm -hmm. um, so you can always find us there. You can also find us um, on Instagram as Supernova Women, on Facebook, shoot us a message, um, supernovawoc at gmail.com. We would love to you know, talk to you. Um, and be able to introduce you to some of the entrepreneurs that we know who are doing amazing work in this space and who are looking for funding um, and for opportunity. That's amazing. Um, and I'm just, I love Supernova. I've been a huge fan for a long time. And I just, I can't say enough that everyone should get involved as much as they possibly 
Um, it's really important. Um, it and I appreciate you saying that, but it, and it's, it's, it's important that, you know, especially the larger companies in this space acknowledge that they're building, uh, you know, uh, these companies on the backs of, you know, hundreds and thousands of people who were put in jail, right. um, you know, over this plant. Yeah. Um, and, and so it's important that not only that, that regular people, you know, acknowledge it, but, but large corporations who have the, the funding and the ability to support um, you know, uh, POC businesses um, right. to Rebuilding put POCs communities as well. I mean, it's it goes even more so than the jailing, right? I mean, absolutely, so many levels of of uh, community and economy. I mean, when you break it down, you know, you've got people who are you know who are going to jail, um, and not just that they're going to jail, but they're going to jail at disproportionate levels. Right. So it's it's a known fact that, you know, white people and black people use cannabis at about the same levels. Mm -hmm. However, black people are four to 11 times more likely to go to jail mm -hmm. um, uh, over cannabis use. And then you've got that, you know, that person out of the house. Um, so you, 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 possibly have made, you know, someone a single mother or a single father, you're taking away that income, that person, um, you know, then loses the ability to make money, they come out of jail, they lose the, you know, voting rights, they lose the ability to live in federal housing, right. they lose the ability to be able to get student loans. There's so many things that that trickle down right. from what, what happened here. And then the community starts to suffer. The community is going through blight. Um, you know, it's lost a lot of economic resources. And there's a lot of communities that to this day have not recovered from that. Baltimore are still City, going where, through. I mean, I'm in Maryland and Baltimore City is a huge example of that you know I mean, absolutely so much i'm from detroit <laughs> i'm like i know yeah <laughs> right I mean, it's, and it's just it's heartbreaking it's like you see all these empty houses and all of these things that could be you know turned into something that actually is beneficial and productive and i just it's disgusting yep i mean i even in my own family i've seen it and it's just to think how much worse it could have been you know what i mean i mean it, it already destroys absolutely like you said your employment prospects, your housing, your health, even because, you know, you can't get insurance properly. And all these other mm -hmm. things. I mean, it's just people just don't realize. Um, so shifting gears just slightly, but not really, because we're still talking about motherhood and things like that. But do you think that the cannabis industry is a good space for single mothers? Why or why not? Oh, that's a good question. I believe that it is. I believe that it is um, because it has opportunity, mm -hmm. opportunity to build something that is real, uh, that that has the op you know the chance for generational mm -hmm. wealth. Um, prior to starting my company, I was you know a senior vice president at a large um, you know company. Um, I was doing okay. Um, I was you know I was doing yeah. great. Um, but there's one thing to get a paycheck and there's one thing to be, you know, to, to actually be able to make your own money, to actually be, have ownership of the things that you're creating. And the one thing that I knew for sure was that I'd made millions of dollars for companies that I worked mm -hmm. for. Um, when was the opportunity going to come for me to make millions of dollars for myself? When was the opportunity going to come for me to be able to set my child up with a better opportunity for his future? Mm -hmm. So yes, I do believe you know I you know I'm I'm still a very the the major uh, stockholder in my company, right. um, you know I I appreciate that and my goal is to be able to uh, offer my child opportunities um, and access to things that I was not able to mm -hmm. have 
um, and growing up. And so in, in those things, I think that this is a fantastic place and a fantastic opportunity. I also think that mothers have a distinct view of things. You know, at the end of the day, a, a big part of my, my you know, case is safety. Yeah. I've got locks. Mm -hmm. um, you know, these are things that were important to me because of my mm -hmm. child. Um, so yes, I encourage people to come in um, who are single mothers. I, I encourage them to, um, you know, boot, bootstrap their way to, um, you know, a product that could fit the market. Um, one of the things that I do, um, I have heard a lot of, and even for myself was a concern, um, is, you know, just perception. Mm -hmm. Um, there's still, you know, stigma in this space. There are still places in this country where, you know, cannabis use um, could get you a call, you know, from DCFS or Child Protective Services and those sort of things. I mean, I know women who work in this space who do have kids and you would never know it because they're so scared that some, you know, something might blow back on them right. and their children because of their participation here. Um, and that is sad to me because you don't see that, that fear in people who work in the alcohol industry. They don't have to have that fear for people who are working at RJ Reynolds right. um, in the you know cigarette space, and you definitely don't have that fear in you know people who are um, in the pharmaceutical space. Right. Um, yet, and we're this, working in the financial industry when they're I mean, everyone over. I mean, exactly. <laughs> um, but but I mean, and so those are the things that you know um, that that makes me sad that 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 would be um, a concern. And so one of the things that I do. Um, you know, very deliberately is talk about the fact that I'm a single mother, that I have a small child, that, you know, uh, that, that that's one of the reasons and one of the impetuses for me starting my company in the first place. So I want people to understand um, not, not only that this is possible for them, but to hopefully get a different view of what they think that, you know, uh, like what the, exactly. Exactly. And I knew your Instagram is great, is a great example, and your child is gorgeous. Um, Thank you. <laughs> I, I, when you said something about it last time, I was like, oh, you got to look this up. And then I saw, oh, oh my God, I love it. Yeah, he's, he, he's my, my BFF. So, yes, I'm like, my, my Instagram is literally the high mommy life. And yeah. so I chronicle my experiences as being a CEO and being a mom, you know, and, and dealing with both of these things at the same time. And I hope that people are able to see that it's not, you know, one or the other. It's both. Right. I'm both at any one time. Absolutely. Sometimes I have a co-co-host, you know, he's <laughs> from time to time. Um, he likes to add some, some commentary. <laughs> exactly. That's what it's all about. Being able to balance those motherhood things. But I tell, I tell my investors all the time, if you want somebody who's going to take care of your dollars and cents and who is going to, you know, uh, make sure that money's going to the right place, hire a mom. Right. That's what I do on a, on a day and in, day out. Better moms, right? And we're better and, parents. So we see it on every level. I feel like you see how it can help your child. You see how it can help yourself. You see how it can just change all of your, you know, daily things you have to do. Like just any self-care, self-care. I'm like, yeah. I'm I mean, no one gives grief to the woman who is taking Xanax. Everybody thinks it's cute and funny when we talk mm -hmm. about moms yeah. needing a glass uh, of wine. One. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, but, but you, as soon as you talk about, you know, using a joint, um, you know, for that self care or, or a, a mix of CBD and THC, everyone's like, oh, right. you know, you've gone off the deep end. Oh. And that is absolutely not the I case. I still have several mm. relatives that won't even touch the CBD oil I gave them like two years ago because they still think they're going to get high off of it. And I'm just, you know, okay. <sighs> all right. Stop complaining then. <laughs> exactly. I mean, and that becomes a big, you know, uh, point for me as well, especially talking to my baby boomers, though I am pleased to see that they're one of the fastest growing groups mm-hmm. of cannabis consumers but um there's something in um you know in that demographic that trusts implicitly a doctor that would you know uh give them you know potentially addictive pain pills mm-hmm. um but does not want to try you know a, a cbd um based or a thc based salve or a tincture um that could be able to give them that same uh relief um, at a at a better cost mm-hmm. um, without the chemicals, um, and so I think that you know in order to change those perceptions, uh, you know we have to continue to talk to them. We have to show them who we are. Um, we have to uh, be able to have them relate um, to us on a number of levels in order to open themselves up to the possibility that there is more out there, right? Um, and there's more possibility for them. And and you can tell people until you're blue in the face that you're off of pharmaceuticals and you've been able to put this in remission or that in remission, but until they actually experience themselves, you know, it's very difficult to talk. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Isn't that that the truth? Um, So can you talk about your affiliate program and how people can become involved? Absolutely. So Apothecary has an affiliate program uh, that we started last year. It allows uh, people who want to promote the brand um, to uh, to sign up. Um, they'll get a link that they can share and they'll get credit for um, all of the people that they refer our way. Um, it allows us to be able to work with influencers and other people who um, uh, who have audiences um, to you know encourage them to check out the product. That's awesome. Um, so how can listeners support you and do you have a call to action? I know you're, you're involved in so many things. So if you want to do a running list. <laughs> and I also know you recently uh, were on Trevor Noah's show, right? So people. I was, out. it was, it was very exciting. So I'm on, um, on second thought, which is Trevor Noah's new podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did an episode on, uh, cannabis. So please, yeah, absolutely. Go check that out. We had lots of conversation on the war on drugs and, um, the industry right now and, uh, best practices. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a lot of fun. Um, so if you want to check out my company, Apothecary, you can go to www.theapothecarycase.com. That's T-H-E-A-P-O-T-H-E-C-A-R-R-Y-C-A-S-E.com. You can also find us on Instagram, um, as the Apothecary and on Facebook, um, you know, check us out, join our community. You know, uh, we post a lot of, you know, information, um, and insight, um, and also any sales that we're having. So yes, please uh, check us out. Also, you can um, f- check out and follow Supernova Women. I already gave you that website, supernovawomen.com. Um, we have events um, across the country where we encourage people to come out and learn more information. We have panel discussions. Uh, we have uh, conferences. We have mix and mingle um, events. Uh, so join our uh, our mailing list so you can get uh, knowledge and access to those things. And then we also have events at large um, 
you know, large conferences that are facing the the industry. We're having, we had a, a event after Hall of Flowers earlier this year. We're having an event after NCIA um, in San Jose this month. Um, so I'm really excited about That's that. Amazing. Um, and everyone definitely needs to check that out. And I appreciate everything that you do. I'm sure I'm not the only one, but <laughs> I am forever grateful to your infinite patience and wisdom and everything that you've been willing to share with us today. Um, and the people out there don't know how patient she's been, but <laughs> you deserve an award. <laughs> You're too kind. I appreciate the opportunity to, you know, to share my experience. And if I can get one woman who is interested in coming into this space and uh, and see, seizing this opportunity, I want to walk into a conference uh, in this space and see 50% yes. females. I want to be able to, you know, do business with female facing businesses and not only you know, see them in CEO roles, but I also want to see them in the right. C-suite. Um, I think that that's important. And I think that there's a lot of change in this industry that has come from the fact that, um, you know, having women in power. And I'm excited to see uh, what the next changes can be um, that that we put forth um, from being there in the room. Thank you. And you're, you're doing so much to make that happen. I'm, I'm so uh, grateful. And we all are. Um, thank you so much. Thank you. Come back anytime. Seriously. Thank you so much for having me and for the opportunity. Thanks for listening to Your Highness Podcast. If you would like to be featured in a future episode or would like to inquire about possible sponsorship, email yourhighnesspodcast at gmail.com. That's yourhighnesspodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at Highness Podcast. That's at Highness Podcast. Thanks again.